Lord, we thank you for all that you do for us, Lord. We thank you for bringing us together that we can serve you, Lord Jesus, and pray you in peace, Lord Jesus, that there's no, no, nothing that comes on us, Lord Jesus. And we ask you to bless this service, Lord. We ask you to bless Brother Gary as he delivers the word today, Lord Jesus, and that we get what you need us to get, Lord Jesus. We ask you to do this in Jesus' name we pray. Everybody amen. shout, say amen. Yes, amen. Your name is above all names. Of our praise, come on. Mighty are the works of your hands. Mighty, 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 mighty. Your name's above all names. He's worthy of our praise. Oh, mighty are the works of your hands. Mighty are the works of your hands. Mighty, 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 of our praise, worthy of our praise. Oh, mighty are the works of your hands. Mighty are the works of your hands. Your mighty, 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 mighty. Your mighty, mighty, mighty. Your names above all names. Worthy of our praise. Worthy of our praise. Oh, mighty are the works of your hands. Oh, mighty, 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 oh, your name's above all names, you're worthy of our praise, oh, mighty are the works of your hands, you're mighty, mighty, you're mighty, mighty, your name's above all names, you're worthy of our praise. Worthy of our praise. Oh, mighty are the works of your hands. Mighty are the works of your hands. You're mighty, mighty. Mighty, mighty. You're mighty, mighty. Your name is above all names. Works of your hands. Mighty are the works of your hands. You're mighty, 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 his name Amen. is worthy of our praise this morning. Amen. I don't know what you came to do today, but I came to praise God. Hallelujah. I said, I don't know what you came to do, but I came to praise the Lord. Amen. Turn to somebody and say, I don't, I tell you, turn to somebody and get an attitude. <laughs> Just shake your finger at him and say, I don't know what you came to do, but I came, came to, to praise, praise the Lord. Lord. Amen. Amen. Turn to somebody else and say, get with the program. Don't get, get program. No, no program, no program, no program. No program. Let's sing that last key one more time. Your name's above all names. Worthy of our praise. Worthy of our praise. Oh, mighty are the works of your hands. Mighty are the works of your hands. You're mighty, mighty. Mighty, mighty. You're mighty, mighty. Mighty, mighty. Oh, 
above all names. Of your hands. Mighty are the works of your hands. Mighty, mighty. Mighty, mighty. Mighty, mighty. Mighty, mighty. Oh, mighty, your name's above all names. Your name is above all names. You're worthy of our praise. Worthy of our praise. Oh, mighty are the works of your hands. Mighty are the works of your hands. Mighty, mighty. 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 trying to do this timing thing my ears are stopped up I'm singing out of my nose I can't follow him can't hear half of what he's doing so <laughs> we're we were all this morning practicing trying to sing out of our noses but anyway it said just give a joyful shout unto God so that's, that's right. what we're gonna do Praise God. how many is free in this place this morning how many is really free Amen. no restraint through you the blind will see, through you the deaf will hear, through you the dead will rise, through you all hearts will pray, through you the darkness sleeps, through you my heart screams I am free. Sing ahead.
amen, amen, amen. of you every time I lift my voice it's because of you every time I give you praise it's because of you every time I bless your name it's because of you it's because of you that I sing it's because of you that I pray it's because of you that I worship Okay, so this is a participating song, okay? So we're going to give you something to do. Everybody remember back in Super Church or Little Kids Church when you used to do Army Flew Over, whatever, and all that kind of stuff? But we're doing this little participation. It says every time it's because of you that I sing. When we do that, I want you to go like that. It's because of you I praise. Get those hands up in the air. It's because of you that I worship and bow down to your name every day. It's because of you that I dance. Now, I don't know who's going to bust a move out this morning, but somebody. Yeah, it's because of you that I shout. Everybody go, woo! It's because of you that I leap. If you can leap, now if you can't leap, I don't want you to hurt yourself, but you can leap a little bit with a heart that has no doubt. All right? Can we do all that, you think? Every time I lift my hands because, because of you, you. Every time I lift my voice is because of you. Every time I give you praise is because of you. And every time I bless your name is because of you. It's because of you that I sing. It's because of you that I praise. Because of you that I worship and bow down to your name every day. It's because of you that I dance. It's because of you that I shout. It's because of you that I leap for joy with a heart that has no doubt. Well, it's because of you that I sing. It's because of you that I praise. It's because of you that I worship and bow down to your name every day. It's because of you that I dance. It's because of you that I shout. It's because of you that I leap for joy with a heart that has no doubt. All right, okay. Now I want to I point out something real quick to you. You see Johnny and April walking back there? I don't know if you've noticed, and those of you that know Johnny, have you noticed how much better he has started yes. walking? Yes. Yes. When he got out last week and he started walking around this sanctuary, it wasn't like he was struggling. He walked with a, with a shout and with a victory. Look at him. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. 
Hallelujah. He's getting stronger. Yes, he is. Because of you that I sing. It's because of you that I praise. It's because of you that I worship and bow down to your name every day. It's because of you that I dance. It's because of you that I shout. It's because of you that I leap for joy with a heart that has no doubt. Every time. Every time I lift my hands, it's because of you. Every time I lift my voice, it's because of you. Every time I give you praise, it's because of you. And every time I bless your name, it's because of you. It's because of you that I sing. It's because of you that I praise. Because of you that I worship and bow down to your name every day. It's because of you that I dance. It's because of you that I shout. It's because of you that I leap for joy with a heart that has no doubt. It's because of you that I sing. It's because of you that I praise. It's because of you that I worship and bow down to your name every day. It's because of you that I dance. It's because of you that I shout. It's because of you that I leap for joy with a heart that has no doubt. Amen, 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 amen. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm not satisfied with just a norm. <laughs> I'm not satisfied with just a norm. I want more of God all the time. Somebody say yes. more. Yes. Shout more. Shout more. Shout more. Shout more. There we go. Amen. We cry for more of your glory, more of your grace, more of your spirit. Moving in this place, we will not be satisfied with where we have been. We cry for more of your glory, fill our hearts again. We cry for more of your glory, more of your grace, more of your spirit. Moving in this place, we will not be satisfied with where. And we cry for more of your glory. Fill our hearts again. Well, there's a flood of God's great love bringing peace of mind like a sound of many waters springing from the well of life that never, ever runs dry. Cry for more, more of your glory, glory, more of your grace, more of your spirit moving in this place. We will not be satisfied with where we have been. We cry for more of your glory, fill our hearts again. Now there's a fire my soul requires. Pouring down. Oh, like a mighty 
from the throne on high that never ever runs dry. We cry for more of your glory, more of your grace, more of your spirit moving in this place. We will not be satisfied with where we have been. We cry for more of your glory, fill our hearts again. Now there's a fire my soul requires, pour it down on me. Like a mighty storm of mercy, raining from the throne on high, and ever, ever runs dry. We cry for more of your glory, more of your grace, more of your spirit. Moving in this place, we will not be satisfied with where we have been. We cry for more of your glory. Fill our hearts again. How many really want some more? Say this with me. We cry for more, we cry for more, we cry for more of your glory. We cry for more, we cry for more, we cry for more of your glory. We cry for more, we cry for more, we cry for more of your glory. We cry for more, we cry for more, we cry for more, we cry for more of your glory. Yes, we do, Lord. Hallelujah. We cry for more, we cry for more, we cry for more of your glory. Oh, yes, God. Pour it out. We cry for more, we cry for more, we cry for more of your glory. Here we go. We cry for more of your glory, more of your grace, more of your spirit. Moving in this place, we will not be satisfied with where we have been. I mean, he's not satisfied with where you're at with God. You want more. Come on, raise those hands to him and say, Lord, I want more. I want more. We cry for more of the glory. Fill our hearts again. Come on, give the Lord a great big hand clap of praise this morning. Hallelujah. Heather, before we sing this next song, why don't you just testify? Um, well, I thank God for being here. I thank God for saving me. Um, I thank God for his mercy that's new every day. Thank God, because um, I've been so busy the last two weeks. And this morning I was thinking, God, thank you so much for your mercy and grace that covers me because I've not spent time in my room. And anybody that knows me knows that's like a requirement for my living. And... <laughs> I've missed it so much, um, but I know his grace covers me, and his mercy is new every day, and I just thank God that he loves me, he knows my heart, and um, that I'm able to be here and worship here and have the freedom to worship him. Hallelujah. Come on, yeah, give the Lord a hand clap, that's good, amen.
There's a calm that covers me when I kneel down at your feet. It's a place of healing. It's a place where I find freedom yeah. there's a place my eyes can't see where my spirit longs to be it's a place of healing it's a place I live in freedom. I'm gonna lift my hands till I can reach heaven. I'm gonna shout your name till the walls come falling down. I've come to worship, I'm gonna sing my song, like I am unashamed, I'm gonna shout for joy, at the mention of your name, I've come to worship, I've come to worship. There's a love that lives in me. For you, Lord, my Savior King, it breaks the sin that's binding, leads me to a place of freedom. I'm gonna lift my hands till I can reach heaven. I'm gonna shout your name till the walls come falling down. I've come to worship. I've come to worship. I'm gonna sing my song like I am unashamed. I'm gonna shout for joy at the mention of your name I've come to worship I've come to worship there's no I'm going to 
And when the king is present, we should give him an ovation. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. None of that golf clap stuff. Come on, give him a good clap. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Amen. He is worthy of our praises. I said he's worthy of our praises. All honor and all glory goes to Jesus Christ. Amen. You can be seated if you can. Amen. Hallelujah. Good to see everybody here this morning. Like I said earlier, amen. I'm going to ask Donna to come right now and just greet you before we do anything else today. God, you know, I thank God because he's awesome and great, and I thank God for you all who are here today, because, you know, we come to lift up God and to give him glory and honor, and when we lift him up and put him in his rightful place, then he will work on our behalf. We just have to put him there. He's got a bunch of gifts just waiting to pour out on us. We just got to be ready to accept him. We just got to open our arms and open our hearts and receive what God has for us, because he's a heav- good father. He wants to give good gifts to us. He doesn't want bad things. He wants good things to yes. us, and he's ready Amen. to pour it on us if we're yes. just ready to receive it. It's there. All the gifts in heaven that are unopened that we haven't asked for or haven't received, they're there. We just got to accept it and receive it and walk in heaven on earth. God wants us to have heaven on earth here. And he wants us to live that abundant life. And I thank God for that. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. That's my wife. And I love her. Thank you for clapping. Yeah, thank you, Martha. Leave that way. Towards some points in there, Rick. <laughs> no, I'm not getting in that ditch today. I'm going to stay out of that ditch today. <laughs> amen, amen. Ask our ushers to come right now. We'll receive our morning tithes and offerings. Amen. This is not the Feast of Tabernacle offering. We'll be doing that in a few moments. This is our tithes and offerings. Testify, Caleb. Got anything to tell him? Something happened to you? What happened? Well, as most of y'all know, I'm, I've been working with Hopkins County uh, Jail for a while. Uh, I got a call last week, uh, it was actually about two weeks ago because we actually went on our honeymoon, that uh, the Madisonville Police Department had offered me to take a pops test. Well, <coughs> pops test is the actual first physical fitness and written test that you have to take to be able to become a police officer. You can't you can't become a police officer unless you pass this test. It's a pretty rigorous test. Um, and uh, I couldn't go to the first actual initial meeting because it was so close to our wedding. We had a lot of stuff going on. Uh, we, I was actually going to be on honeymoon for the second one, and they're like, well, <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> Is there any way I can get it a later date? And they said, yeah, we can do it October 19th. I was like, okay. 
obviously, I haven't been in the gym in a long time. <laughs> uh, so I was I was pretty nervous about going and taking it, and um, God just pushed me so hard that I passed. Amen. Uh, my mile and a half, my mile and a half was 26 seconds off from failing, but I passed. That's what it was. Um, what actually happened was is I was I was actually running and. Including the chief that actually ran, um, and they had two other guys that were already police officers that were testing for uh, their bonuses they get every year. Um, and I was running, and I got to the last stretch um, right there on the track, and I heard "Let's go, you've only got 35 seconds." And I closed my eyes and I just started pushing, and whenever I started pushing, I could feel something come that's like almost trying to push my back, <laughs> trying to push me forward. I look. Look up and I see all the police officers jumping up and down, jumping up and down, telling me, "Let's go, let's go, let's go." I get to the finish line and everybody says, "Wow, you had you still had 26 seconds." So I made it. I made it in that last stretch in about 11 seconds. Uh, <laughs> and she said, hey, it's, a, "It's a miracle." So. When he told me that, my mind went directly to, you know, <coughs> we're running a race. Everybody said we're running a race, mm -hmm. and I could just see us in our home stretch. And all the heroes of faith saying, come on, you can do it, you can do it, you can do it. And all of a sudden you get that second Holy Ghost wind and you take off. Amen. Praise God. I can just see that happening with when he said all the police officers were standing around saying, come on, Caleb, you can do it, you can do it. I can just see the heroes of faith. I can just see Abraham standing there, Jeff, just saying, come on, Gary, you can do it. Come on, Jeff, you can do it. All these heroes of faith. Agging us on. I believe we're in the home stretch, church. Amen. I believe we're, we're in that home stretch. And I believe they're all up there just agging us on, saying, come on, guys, you can do it. Don't give up now. Don't stop now. Don't quit now. You keep going. Amen. Praise God. How many is going to keep going? Amen. Praise God. How many is going to do like we're going to shave off even more time? We're going we're gonna to really fly down that last stretch. Praise God. I'm so thrilled because I know Caleb was really wanting this, and uh, I'm excited for him. Amen. What a great opportunity. Praise the Lord. We had an awesome time. We took uh, about 13, I think, all together over to hear Brother Cole Thursday night over in Henderson. He's in revival over there. And uh, we had an amazing time. This coming Friday night, we're going to be taking the van to Crofton. He's going to be there preaching at the Assembly of God in Crofton, and we'll be doing some music and helping him out there a little bit. But uh, we're leaving, it's, it's on your sheet, 6 o'clock Friday evening, you want to go with us. Now, Thursday night at Union Temple Baptist Church, uh, if, how many came to the revival when Brother Cole was here? Now, you remember that the young man sitting over there in the wheelchair, his dad pastor of Union Temple Church, David Horde, and they are having revival this week, and they asked us to come and do some music on Thursday night, so we're going to go there and just kind of help them out in their revival on Thursday night. We will not be taking the van, but if you want to go, uh, Ask Sherry how to get there. It's about a mile from her house, so Sherry can direct you there. But we'll be leaving. Uh, we're not going to be leaving the church as a convoy or anything. But just if you want to go, just get directions and it starts at seven o'clock. We'll be over there. Johnny McCurry will be preaching Thursday night. He is an amazing preacher, a really good preacher. So we got a lot of good stuff coming up this week. So let's say amen. amen. We had such a great time Thursday night. I got so tickled. I, we were sitting behind Frida and Pam and the other at the at the service. Uh, <laughs> Thursday night, and 
anybody been to Brother Cole's services, you know things just, just happen sometimes. And it was just in praise and worship, and all of a sudden, everybody's just standing praising. There goes Rick Frieda, <laughs> right back in her seat. Well, then she just falls out in the spirit, and she falls over on Pound, kind of hanging out. But what the funniest thing was, Brother Cole came by and touched her another time, and she fell over on Billy. <laughs> and Billy didn't know what to do. Billy looked around at me. <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> it didn't bother Frida whatsoever. And, we, and then on the way home, I mean, God just really spoke to our hearts. You know, she really received a lot of blessings over there, and God just kept saying, pull off the, the interstate and pray for Frida. I'm going, man, she's, she's already been blessed all night long. She's a blessing hog. That's what I used to call her. You know, just hogging up all those blessings. And God said, pull off and pray for her. I said, okay, so I couldn't wait to get the Calhoun exit so I could get a wide spot to pull off. And I pulled off, and, and we laid hands on her there and prayed. And she said, you know, I've been praying. And we prayed for strength, and we prayed for, uh, what else? What was the two things we prayed for? Fresh anointing and strength. And uh, we didn't know that she'd been praying for that. She said, I've been asking God for strength. I needed strength. And she said, she talked to Mom last week. She said, I need y'all to pray that I have more strength to do what God's given me, tell me to do. And so, you know, and we couldn't even get home from the revival. We had to stop on the side of the road. So if you go with us on a van somewhere, just get ready. We may have a Holy Ghost time going and coming. Somebody say amen. amen. Brother Rick. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you again for this feeling of your presence in this house, dear Lord. Thank you for all these brothers and sisters of Grace Warehouse that come today, dear Lord. We just ask you to touch those that are in their homes, dear Lord, that aren't feeling well, dear Lord. We just ask you to lift them up, dear Lord. We just ask you to touch those that are in the hospitals, dear Lord. That we just ask you that your grace goes and, and heals their bodies, dear Lord. We thank you again for all that you do for us, dear Lord. We just ask you for someone in this house today, in your presence today, that don't know you as our Savior, let today be that glorious day. Dear Lord, we just ask you to take this offering and multiply it for your purpose, and we just thank you again for all that you do for us and every blessing you pour out on us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Promise keeper, 
Light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper. Light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. You are here, touching every heart, and I worship you. I worship you. You are here, healing every heart, and I worship you. I worship you. You are here, turning lives around, and I worship you. I worship you. You are waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. You are waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. 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 Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel that you're working, you never stop, you never stop working. No, you never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see that you're working, even when I don't feel that you're working, you never stop, you never stop working. No, you never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see that you're working, even when I don't feel that you're working, you never stop. You never stop working, oh, you never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working, oh, you never stop, you never stop working. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. You are here. Touching every heart, and I worship you. I worship you. Meeting every need. You are here, meeting every need, and I worship you. I worship you. Mending every heart. You are here. Mending every 
and I worship you. I worship you. Sing it one more time, Waymaker. You are Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. 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 Amen. Thank you, God. Amen. Amen. Give that Waymaker a good hand clap. time we're going to go ahead and receive the, the special offering for honoring Feast of Tabernacles and uh, some of you who are here that haven't been in through our teachings on this that you may not understand what we're doing but God said to honor him three days specifically a year he said Feast of Passover Feast of Pentecost and Feast of Tabernacles which includes Feast of Trumpets and Day of Atonement and we have been doing this for now several years and we have seen God blessed in so many different ways. And the Bible teaches us that there's seven blessings that will come your way. And we don't do it to get those blessings. Let me make that clear. We do not do what we do to get those blessings. But because we do what we do, God blesses us. Somebody say amen. And this is something that you don't have to do. Some people don't understand it. So I'm not cramming it down anybody's throat that you have to do this. It's not a heaven or hell issue. Somebody say amen. It is not something you have to do. But it's something you get to do. I said, it's something you get to do. So we offer this opportunity uh, on these three days for a special offering because the Bible teaches us and it says, when you honor him on these days, do not come before him empty-handed to bring some kind of offering to him. And so we do that. And it goes on to say, as you are blessed and as you are able. So there's not a certain dollar figure that you have to meet. There's no criteria. If you can do a dollar, that's great. Somebody gave me $5 the other day. She said, this is all I have, and I really want to, I can't be there Sunday, but I want to honor God. I want you to understand that $5 is just as important to him as $1,000. Somebody say amen. So it's about from the heart what we're doing. It's about acknowledging Christ. See, when we do these things, you say, well, I don't understand, but, you know, anytime we do anything to lift up Christ, the feast of Passover was made and it was memorialized when Jesus Christ hung on the cross. So when we honor the feast of Passover, we're honoring Jesus Christ. He is our Passover. We're not, we're not honoring the, the, the exodus that Moses and the children of Israel took and the Passover that happened that with the death angel. We're not doing all that. We are honoring our Passover, which is Jesus Christ. Somebody say Amen. Feast of Pentecost was memorialized when the Holy Ghost and the Holy Spirit was poured out. Amen. So we honor, and that's connected to Jesus Christ because Jesus Christ said, I've got to go away, but I'm sending a comforter to you. Amen. So it was memorialized on the Feast of Pente on Pentecost. So we honor that. Amen. The only day that has not been memorialized is the Feast of Tabernacles. And everybody is in pretty well agreement that the feast at this time of the year Tabernacles is in gathering, 
And it's going to be an engathering when Jesus Christ comes and raptures the church. Somebody say amen. So when that happens, it will be memorialized, but it hasn't happened yet. But we still honor the Feast of Tabernacles. Amen. Knowing that one day we will be raptured. One day we're going to be gathered together with Jesus Christ in the air. Somebody say amen. You say, well, all that's Old Testament stuff. You need to read your Bible because it's in the New Testament too. Actually, I'll just give you one verse real quick, and that's in Acts. And you'll find out that Paul, when they put him on a ship that he wasn't supposed to be on, was sailing, and the, and, the, and the wind died down, and it took him a long time to get where they were going. Then a storm came up, and all kinds of things happened. And, he'll, and he says in the Word of God, he says, and we even missed the feast. It was talking about the Feast of Tabernacles. Amen? No, I'm sorry. It was talking about the Day of Atonement, which was in, involved with the Feast of Tabernacles. Amen. So we get to honor God these, this, this way. Somebody say amen. So if you are prepared to do that today, if you're not, please don't feel condemned or under conviction because you didn't do it. Don't do that. Amen. But, but those that have prepared, and we've been announcing it, uh, just if you would now bring your offering now. We're going to put it on the table. We're going to pray over the prayer requests that you've attached to them also. So we've got ours up here. So just come on up and everybody kind of stand around this table. Praise God. If you did not and you weren't prepared to do this, if you want to bring another special offering, that's fine. And just lay it on the table. But y'all hang, hang out once you've come up here. Don't, don't go anywhere. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. This is always a special time for our church family, and we, we certainly enjoy it. I will tell you a, a, a quick story. And uh, Cindy uh, Farrell, Sarah's mother, you know, Sarah that died a couple weeks ago, I was telling her, and it really, she was able to laugh about it, and it brought, and she shared, she said, I've shared this story with so many people. Last year when, when Sarah and Tyler started coming to church here, and it was right at the time of Feast of Passover, and we, we, we announced we were doing a Feast of Passover. And uh, she was so excited, and she, she texted me. She said, I can't wait for the Feast of Passover. I've baked two, two chocolate pies. <laughs> she was saying we were going to have a feast, I mean a big feast. And so I, w I was able to share that with her mother, and she, just, she got a laugh out of that because she said that's the way Sarah was. She was always just that that. that she wanted to do something, and she had such a great heart. And I couldn't hardly break it to her that we weren't having a big meal, so I ate the pies. So anyway, <laughs> amen. So we're going to pray over these requests. In in all these requests, I, I you know, and I'm nobody sees them but myself or Brother Sammy, uh, Sister Don, and Sister Patty. But uh, we look at these requests, and in these requests, there's everything from from financial situations to lost loved ones to sicknesses to all kinds of requests represented right here. And we want to pray over that. Depression, we want to pray over the depression, we want to pray over oppression, we want to pray over sin, uh, the addictions of sin. So uh, we're going to do that this morning. So I'm going to ask Brother Brian to come. I know he's having trouble uh, speaking and singing and for all the snotting and blowing and all that stuff going on. But we're all there with you. So just, uh, I want you to lead a prayer today over all, like oppression, depression, all those kind of things. Amen. Everybody just reach your hand. Come on, gather in this way to all these requests. Everybody sitting back there, reach your hand this way. If you yes, would. Jesus. Father God, we thank you for this opportunity to lay our hearts 
and our blessings before you. Father God, we worship you as the great God Almighty. And Father, we speak to those uh, these prayer requests and uh, these things that we've laid before your altar today, Lord. And we definitely speak to oppression and depression. And Lord, we, uh, we speak to those things that seek to uh, weigh on our hearts heavy. Um, Lord, that, that try to overtake our bodies and our minds. And Lord, may we truly uh, be blessed by you. Lord, to remember that you are a father of love, that you are a father of grace. And uh, Lord, you are a God of mercy and you are our God of hope and the great God of hope. And Father, may our hearts always be turned to you knowing that no matter how hard life gets, you have an open door for us. If we seek after your word, if we, with all of our heart, we seek after you. And uh, Lord, we ask that you would uh, bless each uh, request that is here, Lord. And Father, we thank you for blessing our church, and we return to you an offering of glory and praise unto you, Lord, for all that we've seen such results from revival. And we see revival continuing and the outpouring of a blessing of this church upon hearts uh, through the medical ministry that we had and through those that we, uh, the children that we would be able to be tender with uh, on Wednesday nights, Lord, to show them a love and compassion and the great God that you are. Merciful Father, we thank you and we give you glory and honor and praise for this time. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. Donna, would you lead, don't go anywhere. Donna, would you lead a prayer over sicknesses? God, we come before you, God, and we thank you, God, that you are our great healer, God, that you, God, went to Calvary, God, and took the stripes on your back for our healing, God, that we could walk in divine health and divine healing. And we speak to all sickness and diseases to leave your God in the name of Jesus, God, and for healing to manifest itself in this body of believers, God, that we would walk in that divine health, God, that we would be about your business, God, and we need good, we need healthy bodies to be able to do that, God. And we thank you, God, for what you did on Calvary for us, God, and we give you glory and honor and praise in Jesus' name, amen. Lead us a prayer over finances. Father God, we just thank you for everyone who has sowed today, God, into into the <clears throat> this feast, God. And we just pray that everyone, um, whatever they've been believing for, that they would just uh, receive that tenfold, God, uh, in their finances and uh, also in this church, God. Uh, we just thank you for the blessings that you've provided for this church. And as we continue to to sow and to to give, God, we just pray that that would be come in abundance in Jesus name amen Brother Keith where are you come here and lead a prayer over addictions if you would our Heavenly Father we come to you now dear Lord people that have addictions Lord they can't break them without you Father right now Lord we ask that you reach out to them Father and break these addictions break these chains Lord with your power we know it can be done yeah. Father touch them with all the power that you have, God. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Everybody says amen. 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 You can be seated. Thank you. Hallelujah. If you would this morning, stand for the reading of the word of God. Amen. Praise God. Let's all stand. That's S-T-A-N-D. Stand. Everyone, please, in the sanctuary, if you would, let's stand for the reading of the board. Okay. Devin, would you go ahead and put up Matthew 1, 18 through 25. 
Now, the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph. Before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her public, example, was minded to put her away privately. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her, in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, shall bring forth a son. They shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, took unto him his wife, and he knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. Somebody say amen. Praise God. Father, we thank you for your word. We know it's anointed already. We ask you to bless us as we deliver it. God, we thank you, God, for, for this time of year that we're coming up on. But, Father, we thank you for year-round, Father, uh, celebrating your birth. So, God, right now, you just be with us in the rest of the service. Anoint us. God, direct us, and uh, we'll follow you. In Jesus' name, everybody says amen. Praise God. Everybody say, God with us. Turn to somebody and tell them, God is with you. You need to speak that out even to yourself. I said, you need to speak that out. God is with me. Let your marriage know it. Let your boss know it. Let your co-worker know it. Let your children know it. God is with us. Grace Warehouse Church. This morning, God is with us. And if God is with us, if God is for us, amen. Who can be against us? So many things we could preach on this morning concerning this most holiest time of the year. You say, well, it's not Christmas yet. It doesn't have to be Christmas to preach about the birth of Jesus Christ. Amen. I noticed this morning, however, on Hallmark, on cable channel 44, they started the Christmas movies this weekend. I am in hog heaven. That's my favorite time. I love Christmas movies. I will watch the same one like Andy Griffin over and over and over and over and over and over and over and, over and, it, and it, it, see how it ends. But we don't have to wait till Christmas to talk about the birth of Jesus. From the very beginning in the Garden of Eden, God had and he still has a desire to have a relationship with us. Somebody say amen. And I was, I was studying this this week, and I thought, well, Lord, do I need to preach that Sunday or not? We went to the revival on Thursday night, and, and uh, Brother Cole was all over this message. I mean, he was talking about Adam in the garden hiding behind fig leaves. and he was. I wish you could have seen him. It was really funny. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Uh, Brother Cole hiding behind some fig leaves or some plants. You have to get on Facebook and watch it. God wanted to be one with man. He wanted to be have an intimate relationship with man, but man messed that up in the garden. I said, man messed it up. We have a way when we get in our flesh, when we get in our man or our womanhood, we have a way of messing things up when we don't follow God. How many's had a good time just telling God sometimes how, how to fix things? We talked about this, I think, last week. God doesn't need your opinion. 
When we get our opinion in the middle of everything, it messes things up so many times. Somebody say amen. But I believe even then God, even man messed up, but God then was putting a plan together to redeem man, to bring, bring back the banished, bring back the one that was kicked out of the garden. Amen? He was putting together a plan so that we, if when we messed up, we could go to the Lord and ask forgiveness and it would be there. How many knows that plan was Jesus Christ coming and dying on the cross for us? God, even back then, was putting a plan in place. In America, we hear so much Jesus that we get used to it, and we lose the awesomeness of his majesty sometimes. You say, what are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying even in worship, well, I go with you, you guys worship really good this morning, but we can do even better. Amen. We should never be told to clap when the presence of God is here. As Brother Cole would say, clap Jesus. We should always recognize the presence of God, the majesty of God. But we've heard Jesus so much through our life that we've lost the, the majesty, the awesomeness of it. And we've got to get back to honoring Jesus like he needs to be honored. Amen. We take Jesus for granted. The birth of Jesus becomes just this little cute story or maybe a church play, but it's so much more. In China, revival is still breaking out. and In one place, they keep building bigger stadiums to hold everyone. Millions of people are coming to the Lord. Isn't that awesome? In America, if we have a revival, we have one get saved, we think we've had an amazing revival which we are happy over one getting saved. But what about the millions that are lost? We're getting ready to have revival in November, and it's called, and you've seen the, the, the flyer out there, it's called Harvest Time Revival. Harvest into the kingdom, souls into the kingdom of God. We need more souls entering into the kingdom of God. Somebody say amen. We need some fresh blood. Somebody said that the other night. We need fresh blood. Not that you guys aren't great, but we need fresh blood. Somebody say freshness. Because when somebody gets saved, they have a vigor and they have a zeal that we sometimes we don't, we don't have. They're ready to go get it. So we need an influx of people coming and getting saved to keep us stirred up. Amen? So we don't get complacent. Somebody say, Lord, send them. November, we're having that revival. We're going to be doing talking a lot about that. We're going to be reaching out to these, this community, and we're reaching for souls. We're going to be knocking on some doors between now and November 17th. Amen. Handing out some things. We need souls here. Amen. Garrett, Pastor Gary, that, that's work. The faith without works is dead. You know, we're not a dead church. Amen. Everybody say we need more. God's plan was to offer his son Jesus as a supreme sacrifice for every sin that has been committed, every sin yet that will be committed. Jesus is our supreme sacrifice. God's plan was never to leave us helpless or hopeless. Somebody prayed that a while ago. We need hope. God does and he always has desired to be with us. The Bible says he takes much pleasure in resting with us, living with us, taking habitation with us. Heather was talking about earlier that she's kind of felt guilty because she hadn't been able to spend the time she loves to spend with God lately. And we all need to have that conviction. Amen? How many knows life gets in the way sometimes? And it keeps, it keeps us busy. But we've got to make ourselves take time and have fellowship and have a relationship 
with Jesus Christ. If I get too busy and I don't come home and tell Donna I love her for three or four days, guess what's going to happen? Don't say anything, Ricky. I'm not getting in that ditch. She's going to start wondering what's going on with you. When we go days at a time without talking to God, what do you think he thinks about us? I know he loves us, and he's devised a plan for us, but he wants to have a relationship with us. Amen? Exodus 25 and 8 says, Let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them, a holy place, a sanctuary. How many has got a place in your house that you pray at normally? Did anybody have you got those places? A certain chair maybe you pray at or a room that you pray in? Amen. Make that a sanctuary. If you haven't, make a place in your house, whether it be inside or outside next to a tree stump or whatever, make a sanctuary for God. Amen. Praise God. I have a certain place. I kneel down at my couch when I really want to get a hold of God. Amen. Praise God. Have a certain place that you pray. God wants to be with you. If you can get this down in your heart, it's going to help you to know God really does love you. God wants to be with me, not just on Sunday, but Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Amen? God doesn't want to be a 1030. God, on Sunday morning, he wants to hang out with you Sunday afternoon when the football game is going on. Amen. We miss Brother Sammy today. He is uh, in uh, Indianapolis at a football game with his son. They got tickets there. You know God is there with them right now? I'm mad at him, but he, God, is, God is there right now. With, no. I asked Patty, I said, do we pray for blessings on Indianapolis Colts today or cursings? She said, blessings, they got to win. They got to win. I'm mad because he didn't take me. I, I wanted to go. No. Praise God. But God is there with him and with us. Amen. God is with Diane and Jeff in Columbus, Ohio at their horse show right now. God is with us. He wants to hang out with us if we will make a sanctuary for him. God wants to be in the car with you even when you have road rage. Somebody say amen. God wants to be in the checkout line even when you're getting frustrated. Somebody say amen. I won't say where I ate at the other night, but I got so frustrated because I could, we weren't getting waited on the way I thought we should be waited on. Oh, man, I was getting bent out of shape. Donna kept saying, chill out, chill out, chill out. Praise God. It ended up being a very good experience, but it started out being kind of rocky. Both of us looked at each other, we need to just get up and leave or are we going to stay? I'm glad we stayed. Amen. God was there. We just wasn't inviting him into the situation. Anybody been there? Amen. How many times do you invite God into your conversation with your wife or husband? Notice I'm not looking up at all right now. <laughs> Praise God. He wants to be in every conversation, giving us wisdom. How many how many's blown it with somebody this week with a conversation? I mean, just really blown it. You messed up. You knew you messed up. Huh? Yeah. God will forgive you and correct you. Amen. God wants to live with us, not just visit us. Come here, Jeff. I want to do something. You're going to be Jesus, all right? Cool? All right? I want you to go over there for a second. 
chair. Uh, Cody, if you would, please. Just sit right here. Give me two of them. You stay over there, Jesus. You don't need to be working. You could probably just speak it in existence and it happened anyway. Just kind of. All right. How many knows God wants to be with us everywhere we go, everything we do? Amen? So so you're sitting at, at, at home and watching TV. Hopefully you're not watching something you shouldn't be watching. All of a sudden, there's a knock at the door. Go ahead, Jesus. Oh, I wonder who it is messing up my TV show. So they open the door. Oh, it's Jesus. And so, how are you? So he just turns around and kind of walks, and Jesus follows him in. Wait, wait. I gotta turn that off. Okay. And Jesus comes and sits down. Would you like something to drink? Let me go see what I got over here. Oh, Jesus, I, I hadn't got anything really to eat or well I've got a couple of fishes and some loaves of bread. You could do something with that though, couldn't you? Yeah. Here's some here's some water, but you could turn it into no, never mind. You couldn't do that. Don't do that. I'm so glad you came to visit me, Jesus. How many, how many would be real uncomfortable in your home with Jesus sitting right next to you like that? He's right there. So it comes time to go. and Say, Jesus, I've got to go out for a while. I want you to hang out right here. But Jesus said, no. No, no. I've got to go, and uh, I'll be back. But, but what happens was, well, Jesus, right, right, hang out here, I'll be back soon. So we go on our way, and, and we're going to work, come on, Jesus, where you at? You got to get with the program here. <laughs> okay, we haven't practiced this, by the way. Okay, so, Jesus, no. Then you go on down to work. Jesus, what is it you don't understand? I want you to stay here. Now, isn't that rude and abrupt? Thank you, man. Thank you. Give him a good hand. Amen. How many, we really do that. We want him to stay. We don't want him in every part of our life sometimes. We don't want him in every part of our conversation. We don't want him in everything that we're doing. Because if he's in every part of what we're doing, we've got to correct some things. Amen? Praise God. Somebody asked me to bless their house one time and, and come and pray over it. And, and the first thing, they said, we're having all kinds of hell in our house, man. We're having all these arguments. We're having everybody, the children, everything's in chaos. I need you to come and pray over our house. Well, I walked in, the first thing I saw was a bunch of video games that said rated M. Come on. A bunch of junk that was in their house. You've got to get rid of some stuff. We, we can pray all day long, but if you don't get rid of some stuff, see, we don't want Jesus to come in the middle of that. Pray for me that my chaos will stop, but I don't want to do anything to do. I don't want to, I don't want to participate in making it stop. But Jesus is waiting for you to do some stuff. Somebody say amen. He wants to hang out with you. He wants to have a relationship with you. 
God wanted to have a relationship with Adam. Somebody say amen. He wants to have a relationship with us. God doesn't want just to have a, a ritualistic service on Sunday morning. He wants to have a relationship with us. He doesn't want you to call him only when you're in trouble. And we have a hard time with that, don't we? When we're having a crisis, man, we can start calling on God. But he wants you to talk to him in the good times. Emmanuel, everybody say Emmanuel. God is with us. Not just God, but a strong God. Nothing is too difficult for God. Marriage problems have to bow down to God. Cancer has to bow down to God. Financial difficulties have to bow down to God. Every crisis in your life has to bow down to God. Your enemies have to bow down. Oppression has to bow down. Loneliness has to bow down. Depression has to bow down. We're getting ready to enter into Christmas season, and it's a very high time for depression. But it has to bow at the name of Jesus. Somebody say amen. Your name is above all names. Worthy of our praise. Mighty are the works of your hands. Mighty. Everything that's not of God has to bow down. Many times we have that hallmark mentality. But it's not about the decorations or the Christmas trees or the things we're getting ready to go to, all the holidays we're getting ready to go into. It is about having a relationship with God that is with us. And his name is what? Emmanuel. Everybody say Emmanuel. No one can take God from you. Only you can forfeit God or give God up. But listen, I have good news for you. Many of you are doing really good. We can do better. But we've all come too far to turn back. How many can say that with me? I've come too far to go back now. Amen. Emmanuel, God is with me. Even when I mess up, he is with me. Present tense, right now. God is with us even on Wednesdays. We think sometimes, God, you have abandoned us sometimes. But God is with us on Wednesdays. Isn't it a blessing to be able to pour into Let me tell you what I've started doing, and it's working. And I may have already said this, but I'm going to say it again. Our young people need to be complimented. We have a great generation coming up. Amen? I said we have a great generation coming up. We need to compliment them, not gripe at them all the time, but compliment them. When you start complimenting them, they start thinking different about themselves. Amen? Compliment instead of griping and complaining. I remember one time, come here, Hallie. Run up here. That's not a run. <laughs> I am so proud of this girl right here. Amen. She was, she was a heathen child. When, no, she wasn't. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> From day one, she was an amazing servant of God. And we went through some rough and rocky times, didn't we? A lot of chaos, a lot of kids coming and going and this and that. But I thank God what God has done in her life. But see, if we hadn't had a Wednesday night service back in the day, Hallie may not be standing here before you today a servant of God like she is. Somebody say amen. 
I remember when she had, she, it wasn't very long, you got a healing in your foot out at, on Highway 85. You remember that? Yeah. You came in on crutches, didn't you? Yeah. And when they came, when Rand, who came to pick you up? That day? I don't remember. One of, one of them back. <laughs> I think, anyway, when they came, she carried her crutches out. She said, I don't need these anymore. Hey, somebody say amen. Um, you know, here lately, life's been really busy. Uh, I'm a nurse, and I'm in school, and, you know, I've got a family, and I recently got married, so everything just kind of falls on you all at once, but God's always there. He's always there with you. You just have to seek out for Him. You have to find time to pray. You have to find time to read the word and he will give you peace and he will guide you through anything um it doesn't matter what you're going through he always is faithful and always guides you through and that's one thing that you know i've found recently and well through all of my life but it's been the most important thing here here lately is god's peace and god's presence through all of the times and all of the chaos So proud of her. Amen. One of the things I miss most about Hallie is you see all these big binders of music up here over the years. We probably got like a thousand pieces of music up here that we sing from time to time. And I would have her come in. I'd lay out this music on the floor. Hallie, remember that? Organizing music every week, coming in, getting, let's put it back in the right place, Pastor. Let's put it back in the right place. And uh, I miss that. Nobody's actually took your place. I need to have somebody step up. Some. Amen. I'm proud of Hallie. But if we hadn't have had Wednesday nights, she wouldn't be where she's at possibly today. Or many other kids that have come through here, or many other adults that have come through here. Somebody say amen. God is with us. Everybody say that with me. God is with us. You know, God is with us even when we're frustrated. God is with us. You know, you can always say this. You and God make up the majority. You and God, nobody else. You and God make up the majority. Amen. God is with us, even in our frustrations. God is with us in our visions. We are going to have a new building one day, in Jesus' name. A new sanctuary one day, in Jesus' name. And I really believe that we're still going to see a recovery house here in-house. Say, oh, Pastor Gary, what are you asking for? I don't know, but I believe we're going to see some things. God is with us. As long as he is directing us, we're going to be okay. And we're going to have a, a church that's paid off out of debt. Amen. Somebody say amen. Hey, we're going to need more bus drivers and more buses. I didn't hear a big amen on that. I heard a little amen. We're going to need more bus drivers and more buses. Amen. Praise God. When God is with us, we are blessed, not just financially, but we will have a blessing, a peace that passes. She talked about that, peace that passes all understanding. When you should be worried, chaos in your life, you have a pep in your step. That means he's got a pep in your step this morning. Amen. I believe Sister McGinnis had one this morning, didn't she? Amen. Praise God. When God is with us, you will see him through people. He will work through people to bless you. Amen. God was not seen. His spirit was not seen until he put his spirit into Jesus Christ. Jesus was God with flesh on. Amen. God will show himself 
to you through other people. He'll show yourself through himself through a waitress maybe. He'll show himself through uh, somebody else that, that you, it will blow your mind. But he'll use people to show himself through. Amen. If you've not made a sanctuary for God, I got sad news for you today. You're on your own. If you haven't made a sanctuary somewhere for God, you're on your own. How many knows that's not a good place to be? You may say, well, I'm having good success. I've got a nice house, nice vehicles. Everybody's acting right. It's short-lived if you haven't got God in the middle of it. God can and will use anyone that is willing to be used and that's willing to be teachable. God is with us. God wants to be with us. He wants to give us good gifts. I think Don or somebody spoke about that earlier. He wants to give good things to us. Galatians 3 and 22. Does anybody have that? I handed out some scriptures. Does anybody have Galatians 3 and 22? I may not have handed that one out. Scripture has concluded under sin that the promise by faith of Jesus Christ might be given to them that believe. How many believe this morning? We have good gifts coming. The greatest gift, Jesus, God with us, Emmanuel. But sad to say, many will not open that gift today. So it's up to you whether you allow God to be big in your life. Galatians 5 and 21, For he has made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. God is with us. When I get a bad phone call, God is with me. When I get a bad doctor's report, God is with me. When I get something negative in the mail, God is with me. If I slip and I fall and make a mistake, God is with me. If I make bad choices, God is with me. God never quits on us. He loves you with an everlasting love. God knows how to love you. He knows how to give you good gifts. However, God will correct you or chastise you if you're off the track and get you back on track because he is with you. God sent Jesus down to be our sacrifice, to lead us and direct us. The Holy Ghost is there. Billy Graham told a story one time about some ants. And he said uh, these ants were, were moving just right along, but he said they were, they were going towards poison, they were going towards trouble. And uh, uh, Billy Graham said he was trying to warn those ants. He said he put his foot down and they just crawled over his foot. Tried to put his hand down and they crawled over his hand. Yelled at them, but they didn't hear him. See, the ants couldn't hear Ants couldn't follow any directions until something had to happen. And Billy Graham said what had to happen was he had to become as an ant. See, Jesus had to become as us. Somebody say amen. God was yelling from heaven, but he had to send Jesus to us. Amen. So we would have an example. He would lead us. He would guide us. He would direct us. So Jesus had to become man God with flesh on. Somebody say amen. Thank God he did. He became flesh. Everybody say God is with me. Who has Matthew 1 and 23? Stand up, read it real loud. Amen. Who has 28 and 20 of Matthew? Matthew 28 and 20. Shout it out. 
God is with us. Lo, I am with you always. Revelation 3 and 20, who has that? He wants fellowship with you. Somebody say he wants to fellowship with you. Isaiah 43 and 2, who has it? He's with you. Somebody say he's with you. No matter what you're going through, no matter how deep the river is, the waters are rising, he's with you. Fire is raging, he's with you. Isaiah 41 and 10, who has that? Amen. Mark 16 and 20. Who has that? Amen. How many say, can say God is with us? And there's many more scriptures like that. Let's turn to Acts 18, 9, and 10. Who has Acts 18, 9, and 10? Amen. 2 Timothy 4, 16 and 17. Read that last part again. Through you what? What are you proclaiming? What message? Amen. Through us that we might proclaim. He chooses to work through people. Somebody say through people. That's marketplace ministry, by the way. Doctor's office visits or, or ministry in the doctor's office, wherever, that's marketplace ministry. Wants to work through you. Amen. See, Sunday morning for two hours up here, this is, this is easy compared to what's out there. Amen. You say, well, I would never be able to get up behind that pulpit. Well, Keith can tell you it's not all that bad, is it, Keith? Sometimes. <laughs> It's easier here than it is out there because you're one-on-one -on -one with people out there. Amen. That's marketplace. But he wants to have fellowship with you. He is with you so you can work and proclaim the good message of Jesus Christ. Somebody say amen. Zephaniah 3 and 17. Zephaniah 3 and 17. I told Georgiana I'd give that to Brian, but he could use the index or I, I, we, whatever need to find it. How many knows where Zephaniah is in your Bible right now? Can you find it real quick? Hey, good. good. I'm just kidding. Go ahead, Brian. Amen. Psalm 23 and 4. Amen. Revelations 21 and 3. 
Amen. Amen. You know, at the top of your Christmas list this week, this year, I got tickled yesterday. My niece, she she's already put pictures on Facebook. She's already got a bunch of presents wrapped under the tree. Here, this is October. Come on. Already wrapped. She's, I've already got all the kids' presents. October. She's doing good. But at the top of our Christmas list this year, we better have, have more of a relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. Somebody say he was, he is, and he will be everything we need. God is with us. He is with us when a healing takes place. He is with us in death. He is with us when we're persecuted. Did we read Acts 18 and 9? We did. We already did all those. All right. Hebrews 13 and 8. Did we get that yet? Amen. He didn't even have to look at a Bible or a phone or anything on that. He was looking right at the baby. Amen. Jesus Christ, when? The same when? And forever. He wants to be with us. Somebody say he wants to be. And he's the same God that wanted to be with Adam. Amen. Praise God. Did we do Revelation 21 3? Did we do that? Okay. Hebrews 13 and 8. Did we do that just then? Yep. Okay. I'll make sure. Did I pass out any more scriptures that I missed? Good. Stand and read that, would you? Romans 8, 38, 39. That's the last one. Amen. Amen. Nothing can separate you from the fellowship of Jesus Christ. Somebody say amen. Only you can separate yourself from it. God said, nothing's going to separate me from you, but you can separate yourself from me. Did you hear me this morning? Only you can separate yourself from the fellowship that God wants to have with you. And you can do that. And you can harden your heart so hard that you won't be able to get back to him. So don't play games. Turn to somebody and say, don't play games with God. Amen. He wants to have a habitation with you. He wants to live with you. He is with us. Everybody say, Emmanuel. God is with us. Stand to your feet this morning if you would. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Every head bowed and every eye closed for a moment. Hallelujah. Father, we love you. We praise you. Thank you, Jesus. We have the praise team back up here just for a moment. Hallelujah. I want you to know when you walk through the dark places, God is with you. 
when he walks into your situation, whatever it is, he wants to be there for you. He is with you. When you have to go through whatever you're going through, whatever chaos you're into, whatever life is throwing at you, he is with you. When he walks into a situation, everything starts to change. Somebody say amen. Darkness starts to tremble. Somebody say darkness will tremble. When he walks into the room. to tremble at the light that you bring when you walk into the room sickness has to flee cause there is resurrection life in all you do we love you Lord we love you and we'll never stop we can't live Every hopeless situation ceases to exist when you walk into the room the dead began to rise yeah. cause there is resurrection life in all you do we love you and we'll never stop Jesus, we love you. We can't get enough. All this is for you, Jesus. Jesus. Come and consume. God, all we are, we give you permission. Our hearts are yours. We want you. We want you. Yes, we do, Lord. Come and consume, God, all we are. We give you permission. Our hearts are yours. We want you. Oh, we want you. Come and consume. Come and consume, God, all we are. We give you permission. Our hearts are yours. We want you. Yeah, we want you. So come and consume, God, all we are. We give you permission. Our hearts are yours. We want you. Yeah, we want you.
and we'll never stop. We can't live without you, Jesus. We love you. We can't get enough. All this is for you, Jesus. We love you, and we'll never stop. We can't live without you, Jesus. We love you. We can't get enough. All this is for you, Jesus. Jesus. Devin, can you pull up that song I wanted you to? I showed you earlier. I want to do something. That's a song over there. Uh, the two children that just came up and prayed. I want them to come up here if they would. Hallelujah. November in Britain. Amen. Did I say it right? Amen. I just feel like praying for them. I feel like anointing is upon these two yes. children. Yeah. Amen. 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 And those that are praying over here, let them keep praying. Amen. So I need, Georgiana, would you come up here? And Brooke, would you come in here? Amen. Y'all turn around, please. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come here, Roxanne. Hallelujah. Jesus, stay with them. 
There is nothing any more precious than yes. this right here, right now. Yes. I'm telling you, nothing any more precious. Shut up on the buckles. be here amen and i hope that you've come to worship god in spirit and the truth and come for a blessing this morning it's definitely good to be back in the house of god i've uh, been gone for a couple three weeks myself but uh glad to be back in madisonville hanson kentucky whatever you want to call it brooke gave him a visitor card this morning i yeah. thought it was pretty cool but uh <laughs> you know i was telling brother randall and brother ricky i uh trying to get back into my routine how many of those routines is what keeps us going if you ain't got a routine then you ain't doing anything i mean it's just that simple i mean a lot of people fuss about you having a routine but the older you get you've got to have a routine or you just sit around doing nothing so i'm having trouble getting into my routine and i told randall i said and the thing of it is nobody's been doing my routine while i'm gone so i mean you know it's still there but i'm glad to be in god's house this morning expecting great things from god if we'll just worship him, you know, we've all have him living within us. So let's just have that expression of let him come out this morning. Amen. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning. We just thank you for this opportunity we have to be in your house, Lord. 
for all the many blessings you bestowed upon us, Lord, as families and a church family, Lord Jesus. And we just ask you your blessing upon this service this morning. We ask you to bless every family that's represented here this morning, Lord Jesus, and that everyone will worship you in spirit and truth this morning. Don't let a soul leave here, Lord, without getting what they need from you this morning, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise God. We're going to start the service with a baptism this morning. Jacob's getting baptized, so come on, Jacob, and all the family. Y'all gather around. Anybody that wants to gather close or just stay standing where you're at, but all the family especially come of Jacob's family as he gets ready to get dunked. Amen. Praise God. Hey, Brother Jason. God. Amen. Yeah. All right. Praise God. I'm going to give me some swimming trunks like that, too, I think. We, uh, praise God. Jacob, uh, everybody says, well, I thought he had already been baptized, saved, and all this stuff. And I'll tell you, a few weeks ago, God really convicted him. He said, you know, you really haven't given your heart to me. And so he, at another church, actually, another church service, got saved. And, uh, he knows he's saved to the bone now, right? Yep. Yep. And uh, he, he's like, I want to get rebaptized. And I said, awesome. Well, we're going to do it this morning. Nothing wrong with this at all. Somebody say amen. amen. Praise God. You say, well, somebody said the other day, have you been baptized? Yeah, two or three times. I've been baptized three times. There is a movement taking place right now of baptisms. Uh, like over at Henderson 33 getting baptized the other night. Not all those were first-time conversions. A lot of them have been baptized before. But, but it's something about being in the water and, and the, the cleansing that's taking place. There's miracles taking place. It's not just some ritualistic thing that, that's taking place. It's not somebody just saying, let's do it. It is actually, it's special, and, and it's a movement taking place right now. Uh, in a lot of churches, I think over at the river, they put a swimming pool in their sanctuary. That's how many they're baptizing. Somebody say Amen. I was watching a clip on YouTube the other day on a song that we're learning, and in that sanctuary they had a, a swimming pool. It's like, wow, man, they, these people are really getting, a lot of people are getting baptized by the thousands. In some places, the revival in Georgia, thousands of people have been baptized. You say, well, I don't understand all that. I don't either. But if God's doing and God's in it, there's nothing wrong with it. Somebody say amen. And miracles are taking place. People are getting healings when they're getting baptized. All kinds of stuff is taking place. One boy was very autistic, and uh, they said as soon as he got baptized, he was immediately 50% better. Immediately. It's just by getting baptized. Amen. So praise God for that. So Jacob has come this morning and said, I want to be rebaptized. I want, to, I want everybody to know that I love Jesus, and he is Lord of my life. Amen. So I am honored to do that this morning. It's good to have all your family here today. Amen. I think he's nervous because they were trying to get me to hold him down until he bubbled, and I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Praise God. You ready? Jacob, it's my honor and privilege today to baptize you. You've made a confession of faith. 
You're letting everybody know how much you love Jesus. And by doing this, you are telling the world, Jesus is your Lord. So it's my honor and privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the name of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. And I do this in Jesus' name. Come on, give the Lord a good hand clap of praise. Isn't that awesome? God, amen. amen. Turn to somebody, give them a high five for Jesus. Let's get into some worship this morning. We've got a brand new song we're going to kick off for you this morning. Let us go 
To the house of the Lord I was glad When they said unto me Let us go to the house of the Got your marching shoes on today. Yeah. Amen. We learned that about 15 minutes ago, so if we made mistakes, forgive us on it. But that, amen. I'm ready to march up to Zion this morning. Somebody amen. say amen. amen. Turn to somebody real close to you and just tell them how good your God is, how amazing He is. Amen. Hallelujah. Who breaks the power? Of sin and darkness, whose love is mighty and so much stronger. The King of glory, the King above all kings. Who shakes the whole earth with holy thunder. Who leaves us breathless and all in wonder. The King of glory, the King above all kings. Oh, 
Somebody shout, he's worthy. has your name written down in glory today? Amen. Amen. I was lost in shame, could not get past my blame until he called my name. 
I'm so glad he changed me and has held me down. But Jesus pulled me out. I am no longer bound. I'm so glad he changed me. See, I am a new creation in Christ. The old has gone, there's new life. is a new name written down in glory and it's mine yes it's mine i met the author of my story and he's mine yes he's
got my story and he's mine yeah he's mine oh there is there is a new name written down in glory and he's mine yeah he's mine oh i met the author of my story and he's mine yes he's mine and he's mine yes he's mine and he's mine Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Amen. Let's do here at the altar. I'm cleansed. How many's been cleansed by the blood of the Lamb this morning? At the altar where I run to rest. Resurrection and the touch of your breath. I die now daily because I've learned to live in the grace that belongs to all who are born.
Jesus, my Savior, is alive today. Give him a good hand clap of praise. Come on. Hallelujah. Lord, we praise you. We praise you. We praise you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I am cleansed. I'm washed. I said, I'm cleansed. I'm washed by the blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. Holy Ghost filled and water baptized. I'm on my road to sanctification, but I'm calling myself sanctified because I am through the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I am blessed this morning. I am cleansed. I'm washed in the blood of Jesus. Turn to somebody before you sit down and tell them how good again your Jesus is this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. We praise you, Father. Amen, amen, amen. Ask your ushers to come right now. And receive our morning tithes and offering. It's so good to see our friends from Frankfurt with us that popped in unexpectedly. Christy and Ashley and Megan, and I don't know the name. Huh? Josh, and a new addition, Levi. Show Levi off. Stand up and show Levi. Amen. Oh, he's asleep. Oh. And everybody goes, oh. Praise God. Amen. It's Levi's first time to be here, and Josh's first time, too. Amen. So glad you're here today. Brother Rick. Let us pray. 
Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you again for this day. We thank you for this beautiful day that you've given us here today, dear Lord. We just thank you for your being in this house, dear Lord. We feel your presence always in these four walls, dear Lord. We thank you so much for all that you do for us. Every blessing you pour out on us, dear Lord, we thank you. Dear Lord, we just ask you to touch the one that got baptized today. Give him strength to go to school and tell his uh, uh, students and stuff that he has been baptized, born again. And dear Lord, we just ask you to give us a, the uh, courage to go outside these four walls and do your work, dear yes. Lord. And dear Lord, we just ask you to take this offering and multiply it. And dear Lord, if there's someone in this four walls today that don't know you as our Savior, let today be that glorious day they call upon your name. In Jesus' precious name I pray, amen. It's a mighty river flowing, a mighty river flowing in this place. There's a mighty river flowing, a mighty river flowing in this place, through this place. And it's full of passion, full of power, full of glory, full of grace. And it's passion, full of power, full of glory, and full of grace. The love of God is flowing, the love of God is flowing through this place, in this place. The love of God is flowing. God is flowing in this place, and it's full of passion, full of power, full of glory, and full of grace, and it's full of passion, full of power, full of glory, full of grace. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, you are welcome. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. Holy Spirit, you are welcome. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. Passion, send your power, send your glory to this place. Oh Lord, send your passion, send your power, send your glory and fill this place. Sing that again, oh Lord. Oh Lord, send your passion, send your power. Send your glory, send your passion, send your passion, send your power, send your glory. Oh Lord, send your passion, send your power, send your glory. And feel this place.
I'm going to ask Georgiana and Paige to come right now. They're going to bless us with a song. Amen.
asked uh, Donna to come back up, and I want her to greet you today. Amen. I am so proud of my wife. I love to hear her preach, teach, sing, not nag. I hate that, but <laughs> everything else I love. You know I don't do that. <laughs> Just straighten him out every now and then. You know, it's not nagging. That's straightening him out. <laughs> uh, I thank God for his goodness and mercy and his love. I thank him that he is always there for us. He's a very present help in the time of need. No matter what you're going through or what's going on in your life, he's there for you. He'll be there for you. Good times, bad times, he's always there. And I thank him for that, that he's faithful and true. I thank him for saving me and, and setting me free. And I thank him for um, just loving me unconditionally and that his mercy is new every morning. And I thank God for that. I was thrilled last night on the way home on the van. Um, the the play that we saw is, was a walkthrough play at, at Second Baptist Church in Princeton, and it was centered on two girls, one named Ashley and one named Beth. And Ashley um, was not a Christian. Beth was a very good Christian, and she was trying to win Ashley over. But Ashley had everything going against her in life. Ashley had lost her father. He just left, up and left, and she was a daddy's girl. And so that messed her up quite a bit. Uh, she was very pretty, but yet she wasn't being, the prom was coming up. Nobody had asked her to prom, so she was feeling so alone. And Beth was trying to reach out to her. Amen. So on the way home, well, in the course of the play, Beth finally reached out to her and was inviting her to church in one scene and uh, had to get up and leave to go pick do something for her mother. She had a car wreck and got killed. And Ashley was so upset that she committed suicide. So that was the plot of the whole thing. But the thing is, we were talking on the van on the way home, how many Ashleys do we have in our life or how many Beths do we have in our life? And so uh, some of the kids got confused. They thought I was just talking about the name. And uh, so Roxanne was in the back of the van. Come here, Roxanne. Amen. So Roxanne started straightening all the kids out. No, that's not what he's saying. And I'll let her... Tell, tell them what you don't I just want to say that kids are special and they cry out and we just need to listen to what we're hearing um, one part of the play the mom she was mad because the husband left and she wasn't listening to her daughter. She was angry. And the mom started dating all these other guys and was going out every night. And I think she was partying some. And, you know, the mom was looking for something to fill that void and being mad. And her daughter was kind of crying out. And she was yelling at her daughter. She was mad. She was like, well, look at you. Look at your hair. Fix yourself up. That's why you haven't been asked out of prom. And then she was telling her, you know, um, you better make good grades in school. And then she's like, well, I'm going out tonight, and I'll be home later. And then the daughter was like, you are coming home, right? Because she's already been abandoned by her father. And she's like, you are coming home. She's like, yeah, I'll be home. But she started, and then all the kids in the school, one of the plays, the kids in the school were like saying, um, uh, 
we know about your mom. We've been seeing it on Twitter and Facebook, and we know all about her. And they were representing her mom the way she was putting herself out there and applying it to that. And the Christian uh, girl, what was her name, Beth, she was sitting there saying, well, I've seen some stuff on Twitter about you too, and then the boys shut up. And they said, you can't believe everything that you hear. And it was such a good play. But anyhow, going back to, um, I just want to say that sometimes our kids are crying out. And we need to listen. Because suicide is a big thing right now. And they might be coming home angry and mad, and you might want to vent back at them. Like, where's your attitude coming from? And I know I've caught myself doing that to my kids, even my older ones. And we just got to stop and listen because maybe there's a message in there. But anyhow, going back to that, um, what was I? I don't even remember what I was. I don't know where I was going with this. But it's just, it's just so, that play was so good. Anyhow, Gary, on the way back, he was talking about Ashley and Beth and, and one of the gentlemen in there, he was like, well, I don't think I know a Beth. Well, the one on uh, Dog the Bounty Hunter, can I count her as Beth? And I was like, oh, here we go. I was like, no, he's talking about, I said, he's not talking about the name Ashley and Beth. He's asking you of how many you know. How many kids do you know in school that are, are giving you God and giving you Jesus and, and speaking that forth and saying, hey, I went to church and our youth group was the best. And and I said, or do you know the Ashleys that are sitting there saying, oh, I'm angry at my mom. My mom is so, oh, my parents get on my nerves and, and, you know, and just angry at the world. And finally they're like, oh, well, and this one guy, he just kept going, well, I know uh, some people that talk about Jesus and what they do in their youth group, and, but I know some people that are angry. And, and I said, well, them are the people you need to talk to and be their friend. I said, Bull- bullying happens. You know, back in our days, and I am old, Back in our days, you didn't even hear bullying. People just fought. You know, if you say something smart to them, they're going to punch you in your face. You know, that's just, that's how it happened. But now there's bullying, and some people, they don't fight. And I don't, I don't agree with fighting. That's not the way to, to finish things, do things. But there's just this bullying happens, and kids come home. And, you know, that's one thing my husband does ask girls, how was school today? He always questioned them, how was school today? Did anybody pick on you? I don't know why he says that to him, but do you need? I bet we open that door for them to be able to talk to us and let us know, you know. And then to not say <laughs> punch them in their face, but to kind of talk through, you know. Maybe they had a bad day. Well, I've been doing that on my work. You know, people have bad days. You wake up in a bad mood. I've done it, you know. And maybe something's going on in their life and you don't see it, you know. You just pray for that person. Praise God. Amen. I was thrilled when Roxanne and her job, she works at Clark out here at, at, on the bypass, and, and uh, they're changing some schedules around, and they gave her an option to work either Monday through Thursday, four days, or, or weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Is that right? Do I understand that right? And uh, she said, I am not giving up my church family. Somebody say amen to that. <laughs> Praise God. So I'm, I'm thrilled to see the commitment that she has made for her and her family here at church. Somebody say amen. Praise God. Brother Jason, you, you snuck down out of the out of the sound booth. It's good to see you on the second row. Would you ask a blessing over the message today?
not forget our, our ministry team class will be tonight at 6 o'clock. Amen. Uh, last week we took up our Feast of Tabernacle offering, praise God, and we had $2,100 in our offering. Somebody say amen to that. God was truly honored. Well, I had two messages I told Keith last night I was really warring with. I had two I didn't know what to preach, and I really didn't know until this morning. Um, I had one on heaven and hell, and I had one on the gray whore in Revelation. Which one would you all like to hear? So we'll probably do uh, heaven and hell today is what I really feel like. Amen. Uh, but but it is a very strong message on the great whore in Revelation. You say, well, Pastor, what is that all about? Well, you'll learn. I'll, I may be able to preach that next Sunday. In uh, the next few Sundays, I'll be able to preach it. Amen. Heaven or hell. Let's read Matthew 7, 13, 14. And, and last night, this really, it drove it home during the play over at Princeton. Enter ye at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to construct destruction. And many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Somebody say amen. We have two roads, two choices. You say, well, I've already heard all about this. It's very elementary. But can I tell you right now, there are people sitting in our congregation that thought they were saved and all of a sudden have realized they weren't saved. When the convicting power comes upon you and says, you know what, you really haven't given your heart to me. We need to hear about heaven and hell more. Amen. This verse talks about a wide road, a broad road that leads to destruction. And it says many, many will find that road. Many will travel that road because it's the easiest road to travel. Amen. I thought I-69 in West Kentucky Parkway was wide until the wind started blowing me all over the road yesterday and Steve was right behind me saying, oh, my heart's in my mouth, my heart's in my mouth. Oh, Lord, help Pastor Gary. He's, help him, help him. No, it really wasn't. It was the wind, I promise. It was blowing hard. So I say. But it, I thought it was a wide road, but it wasn't wide enough. You know, but the, this wide road they're talking about is a wide road that's easily traveled, and people pick that road because it's not any challenges on that road. The path of least resistance, the path everybody's going down. It's a popular road. Many travel it. Many. One statistic says seventy percent of American people say they are Christians. They say they are. Sixty-two percent say they belong to a church. I still, I say this all the time. I have people come to me all the time and tell me or, or tell other people they belong to Grace Warehouse Church and I haven't seen them in six years. I was talking to Brother David Hort at Union Temple today. He said, you know what? First thing I did when we came in, we had people on the row that were dead. They hadn't removed them from the, from the row. They have a membership. People say they belong to a church, but they don't attend that church. But they want everybody to think they do. But out of that, only 20 to 40% of the Christians that say they do actually go to church. So when you got 72% of Americans saying they're Christians, 62% saying they are, but actually only 20% or 30% saying they actually attend church, how many knows we have a lot of people not going to church this morning? So the majority of America is not in church today. But as important as attending church is, 
As important as attending church is, church will not save you. Shaking my hand will not save you or any minister here. Doing good works will not save you. Trying to achieve the great graces of God will not save you. There is only one way to be saved, and that is to bow your knee to the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings and to ask him into your heart. The only way to be saved is by and through the cross. I said the only way to be saved is by and through the cross. There is no other way. It is a narrow way. Everybody say a narrow way. Talked about in the scripture we read, Jesus is the only way. Following Jesus will put you on not a wide road, but it's going to put you on a narrow road. This is the most important question you will ever be asked. Are you on the wide road or are you on the narrow road? Will you go to hell or will you go to heaven this morning? In life, there are three phases. The first phase, Levi is just entering in, has just come into the world back there. The first phase is called birth. You have no control about that. You have no control who you are born to, or who your family's going to be, how rich they are going to be, or how, how poor they are. You have no control in that first phase you are born into this world. The second phase is called life. And this is where choices are made. And the last phase is called death. The next thing that will happen to you if you're sitting here today, you've already been born, you're living your life, the next thing that's going to happen is you're going to die unless Jesus comes back. The choices you make right now can determine whether you die prematurely or if you live a long life. Somebody say Amen. Well, this will step on a lot of toes right here now. Alcohol will cut your life short. It will destroy your liver. Cigarettes will cut your life short. It will give you lung cancer. My grandmother smoked all of her life. She died at age 67. I'm 61. I thought that was really old when she died, and it's not. If you're sitting here today, I'm not telling you cigarettes will take you to hell, but if you're sitting here taking and smoking, you are causing yourself to cut your life short. You're cutting your life short. David Cooper is right now in the hospital. He's back in ICU. I just was, got a text yesterday about him being in ICU. He's there because of lungs and heart. And he'll tell you right now it's because of smoking. Chewing tobacco will cause mouth cancer. You think you're okay. Well, I'm just going to chew some tobacco. No, it's not okay. It will cause mouth cancer. You want to deal with that? That's up to you. These are choices that you make or I make. Somebody say amen. Stress will cause high blood pressure. Stress will cause me to go see Sister Linda and get some blood pressure medicine. I mean, we know a God that will take care of that stress if we allow him to. Certain kinds of foods will cause high blood pressure. <laughs> I got tickled. I said, somebody count how many people's on the van, and Melissa said, 
One, two, and she stopped at Steve and counted twice on Steve. I don't understand that. See, why, he said, why'd you count me twice? I don't know, Steve. <laughs> we know drugs will fry our mind if we take drugs. We know prescription drugs will make you a zombie and will dull your senses. Eating healthy, and Jason has been forced to do that because of a tick bite. He's had to eat healthy, a lot of chicken and a lot of fish and things. Will extend life. Amen? So while we are eating unhealthy and cutting our life short, he may be griping about it, but he's actually living longer than we are. <laughs> so we have birth, we have choices, which is life, we have death. The next thing that happens is called the judgment. Everybody say judgment. Present with the Lord when we die, we either go straight to be with him or we go to Hades, a holding place before judgment. And then we stand before God and he opens the book of life and we watched this last night unfold and it was really cool. And then after judgment becomes your eternal destination. Heaven or hell. Let's go back to the second phase of life where we make our choices. On a tombstone, it may read 1920 to 1970 or whatever year you were born or whatever year you die. And there's a dash in between those two dates. That dash represents your life. Whatever it is, that dash represents your life. The dash is where choices are made. We place so much emphasis on the dash, we feel like we're going to live forever. How many knows we're not going to live forever? I said we're not going to live forever. I'm saddened today because my mind goes back to what year was it Linda got killed? Was it 2013 or 14? 12, 2012, October 28th, actually was on a Sunday. And Philip and Linda... We're here in our service. And we had a great service that morning, and I watched Linda back there worshiping. And I watched her outside even praying for somebody on the parking lot after church. And they left headed towards Owensboro to see their grandson play baseball that afternoon. 20 minutes after leaving our, our, our parking lot, Linda was in eternity. They'd had a horrible accident and Linda was killed. Her life was cut way too short. But she had made the right choices in that dash. And I guarantee you she's in heaven today. Somebody say amen. We think we have all the, all the time in the world. You don't. Last night we witnessed that, that play. And the Ashley in the play. I'll, I'm, I'll come to church. I, when, I'll, I'll, I'll get there eventually. I'll come maybe next week or maybe next week. Let me think about it, she said. Let me think about it for a while. Well, in the midst of thinking about it, life was too much for her and she committed suicide. What stirs me up or bothers me this morning is that we try to, to make our life here on earth everything. And this is just a short part 
of the plan. This life is temporal. It's like a vapor. Somebody say amen. How many knows life, the older we get, it's, the time just keeps getting faster and faster. How many realizes that? Seems like that. You turn around, and it's going to be Christmas. You turn around, it's going to be next summer. I mean, it just seems like it's accelerating. Time is accelerating. It just seems like it's just going by so quickly. But we put so much emphasis on that time we have here on earth. We've got to get the most out of life. What stirs me up or bothers me this morning is that there is a place called America where there once was mighty army of preachers that would stand behind pulpits and proclaim the word of God without compromise. I said there's, there used to be a lot of preachers that would stand behind a pulpit and preach and not have any compromising going on. They would tell you that there is only one way to heaven. They would tell you you must come out from the world and be separate with your looks, with your language, and with your actions. Let me ask you this morning, how are your looks? We better go straight to the scripture, Devin, real quick. First Peter 2 and 9. <laughs> but ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that should show forth the praise of him who hath called you out of darkness into a marvelous light. How many knows we are different? Amen. Romans 12, 1 and 2, Devin. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable sacrifice. How are your looks? Well, you look in the mirror and you tell me in the morning. Do you look acceptable? We, as Christians, I'm not going to tell you how to dress, but the Word of God tells us to be modest. Somebody say Amen. There are parents that dress their kids up like street walkers and expect them not to ever be touched by a boy. Let's paint their faces. Let's make them look at seven years old. Let's make them look like 20. And we wonder why there's a problem with our kids getting pregnant at, eight, at early ages. It's the way we dress them. We've got to teach more modesty. Somebody say Amen. You know, we have kids that come in all kinds of, of get-up on Wednesday nights. But I want to tell you right now, we're working on them. We cannot allow ourselves to be such a strict police force that they don't come. But we've got to teach them when they come how to be modest. And how do we teach them that? By our examples. Don't you come in here with tight-fitting jeans on that look like you, you, you poured whatever... Don't, don't do that and then try to tell them not to do that. I'm not going to get up here in skinny jeans and preach, thank God. Does everybody say amen? I'd have one leg in and one leg out. <laughs> We've got to dress modest. We've got to look different. God has called us out of the world. We're not supposed to look like the world. People are supposed to look at you and see there's something different. And it's not about how you wear your hair or what you, but it's about your countenance and your modesty. Amen. Being modest. Amen. It says, come out and be different with your language. Ephesians 5, 4 and 5. 
Ephesians 5, 4, and 5. Neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor jesting, which are convenient, but rather giving of thanks, verse 5. For this ye know, that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ of God. As a Christian, we need to watch our language. Somebody say amen. God is looking for a different, a difference in us. I remember at the lighthouse we had a gentleman who got saved. And, and let me tell you, it's a work in progress. I know. I understand. You cuss all your life. You get saved. You, it's a work. Amen? You say, well, they should not cuss anymore. Well, you lied all your life, and you're having a problem telling a lie sometimes. Come on. So it's a work in progress. Sanctification is a process. But this guy at the lighthouse, he got saved and and. And was in front of all these people, and, and, and Brother Russell called him up to the platform and said, he said, you feel better? Mm-hmm. He, didn't say, mm-hmm. he said, blankety yes. <laughs> well, all those self-righteous people, all, oh, I can't believe he said that. Oh, my goodness. He had just got saved. Give him a break. Come on. But once we are saved, we've got to watch our language. I hear people that, are, that call themselves Christians using foul language a lot, and they say, well, I was just brought up like that. Well, you need to change because the Bible says don't do it. Amen? So we've got to watch our language. We've got to look differently. We've got to talk differently. How are your actions today? We've got to act different. More compassion. Somebody say amen. More love. Quit being ornery. Turn to somebody and say, quit being ornery. Amen. Ever since Keith and Brooke have got married, there has been a boldness come up on Brooke that has really straightened Keith out a lot. <laughs> he is like a little whip pup, I'm telling you. <laughs> God is looking for a group of people whose robes are white, their heart is pure, and who is looking for the return of a glorious king. Somebody say amen. If more preachers would preach more sermons about hell, there would be less people going to hell. I don't care how you're memorialized. If you're not saved when you die, you're going to go to hell. We've got to get this word out. If that's not the case, when, when Jesus died on the cross, it meant nothing. But it did mean something, thank God. It's our salvation. You can turn the TV on, the Internet on. You can listen all day long to all kinds of other preachers, and you will not hear messages about hell. You'll hear all kinds of sermons on grace. You'll hear all kinds of sermons on, on receiving blessings and prosperity, and I do believe in all of that, and I thank God for all of that, but you won't hear people preaching about hell. Turn, turn your TV on, turn your preachers on. They don't do it. You won't hear sermons on hell. But I'm here to tell you this morning, if there ever was a time that we need to get serious about God, it is right now. We've got to get off the fence. A double-minded man, James 1 and 8 says, is unstable in all of his ways. 
There's people trying to straddle the fence even in this congregation today. And if God's speaking to you, he's going to place conviction on you. You do something about it. One foot in the world, one foot in the church. Notice I said one foot in the world and one foot in the church, not one foot in God because you can't do that. We need to quit trying to see how much of the world we can have and still be saved. People say, well, I can do this and still be, I'm okay. I can do this, I'm okay. I can do this and I'm okay. No, we don't need to be trying to see what we can do and still be saved. We need to see what we can do to separate ourselves and see how saved we can get and get away from sin. Somebody say amen. But things that once were sin are now acceptable behavior. And we deal with this as we teach classes and youth and different ones at ADT school and everywhere else. Homosexuality is accepted now. But not, not in the word of God. Adultery is accepted now. Fornication is accepted now. I was talking to a pastor the other day and he said it's, we're in a bad situation in this world right now. Everybody thinks you can live with each other, you can have sex with each other, you can do everything you want to do with each other and still be okay. No, you cannot according to the word of God. I need somebody to amen. Don't leave me on a limb on that one. It's true, it's word. When God convicts you of doing those things, you better change. Amen. Quit trying to live in a gray area. That's the wide road I talked about. It leads to destruction. That wide road is a gray area. Well, I can do this and be okay. No, you're on that wide road. Get off the wide road and get over here and start acting right and get on the narrow road. Amen? Turn to somebody and say, he's preaching good. It's the word of God. Get away from what God calls sin. That wide road. Get away from the very appearance of evil and sin. That very appearance even is the on-ramp to that wide road. Heaven or hell is at stake this morning. Can I tell you right now the number one phrase in hell will be, I missed it. But the number one phrase in heaven will be, thank God I made it. Number one word in hell will be help. And we saw this last night, the girl crying out, help me, somebody help me. I need some help. Don't leave me. And they moved us out of that room. Don't leave. I need help. And she was crying out to all of us. We couldn't do anything. And that's what's going to happen, people yelling for help. The number one word in heaven, however, is going to be hallelujah. Praise God. Jesus Described hell as a place of torment, weeping and wailing of teeth, wailing and gnashing of teeth. Last night we heard a lot of groaning and, and crying out of the people that were in hell. When you see the word says gnashing of teeth, that means madness is set in. I can only imagine we was talking about last night, it's going to be total darkness there. And just the noise of everybody crying for help would be maddening. Amen? Heaven heaven is going to be a place of joy and gladness however peace no crying no weeping no pain no death no separation from loved ones isn't that going to be awesome hell will be a place of gnawing and groping and darkness no light Jesus is a light and Jesus is not going to be there so it will be total darkness in heaven Jesus will be our light 
There'll be no need for the S-U-N because we're going to have the S-O-N. Somebody say amen. What I got so excited last night, the heaven scene. Man, this, this guy playing Jesus really tore me up. And at one point he comes out and hugs everybody. I'm so glad you made it to heaven. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad. When he hugged me, I wasn't going to let him go. I didn't want to let him go. And I wanted to just don't, don't stop. I knew he was an actor, but man, there was such a peace in there, was it not? In that room, I mean, you, you didn't want it to stop. Hold me, Jesus. True, I'm getting the Holy Ghost bumps all over me up here. Heaven will be filled with prestigious people. Who's coming over to your mansion for supper tonight? Huh? Who's you going to have over, Jeff? For dinner. Man, you cook like crazy down here. Imagine what you're going to cook like up in heaven. Who's ha who are you having over? No, man. He's coming to my house. <laughs> no. Abraham, Isaac, who's coming to your, your house for supper, for dinner? Imagine sitting down at the banquet table with all these and sharing. You know, we ate at Potty Eyes Pizza yesterday, and that was amazing. That was one of the biggest blessings in, in the world right there. And so... Uh, we was eating there. It was just an amazing time just to sit and share with all of our church people. But can you imagine sitting at the banquet table and sharing? Revelations 22, 14 through 16 says, Hell will be horrible. It will have dogs, vicious dogs, and sorcerers, and whoremongers, and fornicators, people you don't want to be around, murderers, thieves, drug, drug dealers, for eternity. That's who you will be rubbing elbows with if you're in hell. Heaven will be a place of newness. You're going to look better than you ever have, Steve. <laughs> In heaven, I'll have wavy hair, man. I'm going to look like, yeah, ripped muscles. <laughs> There will be no limping. Nobody's going to be stumbling around limping because you're hurting. Some of you I get around, I get so tickled. And, and yeah, it, it just happens. The older we get, when you when you bend down to pick something up, the first thing that comes out is a grunt. Amen? If nothing's hurting, actually, you just it's automatic. Ugh. Ugh. Roxanne last night did that. <laughs> she grunted. And said, oh, I'm getting old. Yeah, right. No pain, no grunting. I fuss at mom all the time. If I ever hear her grunting, I say, don't grunt, mom. Don't grunt. Don't grunt. Hell will be a horrible place of separation, unbearable pain, torment, darkness, chaos. It will be for eternity. One of the things that's going to drive you crazy in hell if you don't make it to heaven is this message I'm preaching right now this morning. You're going to hear it for eternity in your ears. Pastor Gary told me not to come here. Pastor Gary told me I didn't have to be here. Pastor Gary told me what I had to do not to, to, not to be here and I could escape hell if I'd only given my heart to the Lord. But you'll hear that for eternity. It'll be playing over and over and over in your mind. Be no escape from the flames. No escape from those that are yelling. They're tormented. Be separated from all hope. Any chance of change. Separation from loved ones. You'll know 
and your loved ones are not there. In heaven, you're not going to have any sorrow, so you really, I don't know how that's going to work, but we're not going to have any sorrow, so if you don't make it, I'm not going to know you didn't make it. But if I'm in hell and you're not there, I'm going to know you're in heaven and you're not with me. So it'll be separation there. They're going to know it. I'm not going to be in hell, though. You'll be under the ruling and government of Satan himself. Last night, the, Satan, the guy was portraying Satan. Didn't have a devil's mask on. Didn't look like we picture a devil, but it was evil. You won't ever get away from him. He'll be laughing in your ear the whole time. Heaven will be a place of reunion with our loved ones. But I know everyone's going to have the same answer here. All those loved ones are going to have to wait. But we're going to go see Jesus. Last night, Beth, in that play, that actor, the gates flew open. Jesus, can I come in to see you? He wasn't concerned about anybody else. She wanted to see Jesus. I've got to get to Jesus. I've got to see the one who died for me, who took the beatings and stripes for me. I've got to see the one, those nail-scarred hands in the, in the, where they put the spear in his side. Where is he? I've got to get to him. I've got to bow down before him. Somebody said, well, I wonder what we'll say to Jesus. I don't think we'll be able to say anything. Melissa, I think, said last night, I, I won't get up off my knees for I don't know how because I've got, I'm going to bow before Jesus. tragedy of all tragedies this morning is that people all over the world in America and probably even sitting in this congregation this morning are making choices that's going to take them to hell you know what they are and God is already convicting some this morning I guarantee it if he's not then your feeler needs to be fixed because I know that this message is not going out just to be preaching somebody needs to hear this you may have given your life to Jesus at some time in your life and you've returned to a lifestyle of sin. Listen, if you're living in unforgivable sin, if you have not asked God to forgive you, if you're living a lifestyle of sin, you're in trouble if you've made that choice. Only you can make that. Only you can cut yourself off from God. We read this, I think, last week. You can't separate God, God's love. You can't get away from it unless you choose to. And this morning you have those choices. We're in that second phase. What's your choice this morning? I'm going to choose Jesus. The Bible says you cannot have two masters. You will love the one and hate the other, or, or love, hate, love the other and hate the one. If you really get saved, you won't want to live a lifestyle of sin, I promise you. If you really get saved. Not talking about mistakes and slip-ups. We all have those. We all have those. I'm talking about unrepented, unforgiving, unforgiveness of, of willful, willful sinning. Where are you this morning? Where is your heart? Playing with sin will bring damnation to you. The Bible says no sin will enter into heaven. We need accountability. Matthew 7, 21 through 23, and I'm getting close to closing. Matthew 7, 21. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Verse 22, many will say to me in that day, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? In thy name have we not cast out devils? Thy name doesn't be any wonderful works. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. 
depart from me, you that work iniquity. There are people all over America, all over the world, that think they're doing good because they're doing works in church. They're busy. But if you haven't given your heart to God, you're just as lost as if you never showed up for anything in church. I talked to someone at another church here in town a few years ago, and they had a great revival. And all of a sudden they started seeing deacons coming down and, and, and getting saved deacons that have been working in the church for years the organ player gets off of the organ that's been playing music for years and comes down and gets saved where is your heart today you may be put on a good face Halloween is this week people will be wearing masks you may be wearing a mask this morning and everybody thinks that you're saved I thought Jacob was saved and he comes and contacts me about three or four weeks ago and says Pastor, guess what? I got saved this morning. But God convicted his heart. Amen? Where are you today? Thank God we have the Holy Ghost that Jesus sent to us to lead us and, and convict us and teach us and guide us. Don't let us forget that tugging, that convicting power of the Holy Ghost. We need people that are willing to give up the world and reach for Jesus. We need preachers that are willing to preach this uncompromising word of God that will preach sin is sin and hell is hot. I believe for the true believers of Jesus Christ, the best is yet to come. I believe we're getting into a time of revival like we have never seen. I'm seeing that in so many other churches. and I see it here. We've experienced things this year we've never experienced. But it's more to come. There's more to come. As this thing wraps up, we're going to see a mighty influx of people coming in. We've experienced the outpouring of the Holy Ghost before here, but we're about to experience it even in greater measure. What America needs is not another denomination springing up or a political hero that we can put our trust in or a sports hero we can get behind and root for. What America needs is an outpouring of the Holy Ghost, signs, miracles, and wonders. Get ready, Grace Warehouse Church, for souls running to these altars. I really believe it. We're going to see it. We're going to see it. We have revival coming up in November. We're calling it a harvest revival. I need us to start praying now. Like, we got prepared. Brother Cole, he keeps coming back to the same thing. He keeps saying, the other churches I'm going to were having great breakthroughs, but none of them have been as prepared as your church was for revival. Why is that? Because we were praying for how many months for revival? we got a month left before this in November, not quite a month. We need to be praying now for harvest of souls in this revival. Souls making right choices, traveling on the narrow highway. Listen, it's time for the church to clean up. It's time for preachers to speak up. I said it's time for the church to clean up and it's time for preachers to speak up. Preachers, Ministers here in this congregation, we have a lot of ministers here in this congregation that God has called you into the ministry. We have many on the podcast that listen, I'm sure. But if you cannot preach that sin will take you to hell, if, listen to me. If you cannot preach sin is sin, hell is hot, and sin can take you to hell, you need to renounce your calling. You need to renounce your calling. If all you've been called to is to tickle somebody's ears, you need to go somewhere else and do something. Else. But if we need preachers that are called 
that's not afraid to stand behind a pulpit and call sin out and say we need to deal with it. But I believe we've got an amazing ministry team that believes like I'm saying this morning. We need to preach about the narrow way. If you cannot stand before people and proclaim Jesus in the cross, I don't know what you're proclaiming. You need to quit. There's a lot at stake here. It's a matter of life and death, hell or heaven. Where are you at today? Where are you at today? Let's stand to our feet this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. I heard that grunt. Amen. Heaven or hell? How many is going to heaven? Raise your hand. Amen. If you don't know, these altars are open this morning. I'm looking for a move, a move of God like we've never seen before. And I think we're going to experience it. And in that, we're going to see souls saved like we've never seen. We're going to see a number of people coming, just like they had 33 baptized the other night over there. We're going to see those kind of numbers in all of our churches. Amen? I believe it. How many will believe that with me? Amen. Just bow your heads if you would. Amen. We need a move of God. Turn it down with it. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody say we need a move. A move of God like never before. If you're in this sanctuary this morning and you have never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, you say today I understand I don't want to go to hell. I want to go to heaven. Would you just raise your hand and say, That's me, Pastor. Would you just pray with me? I want to be saved. I don't want to go to hell. Amen. Praise God. If you're here this morning and you know that what I've been preaching is the Word of God and the Holy Ghost has been convicting you about some things you shouldn't be doing and you want to make sure that you're saved, that you're asking God into your heart fully, not halfway doing it, but fully giving your heart to God and quit doing some of the things that you're doing. If there's some things you need to repent over, I want you to come and pray this morning, these, altar, these altars are open. Let us pray with you. If that's you this morning, every head is bowed, nobody's looking around. Say, Pastor, I haven't been living like I should live, and I need help. Just raise your hand. God sees that. Anyone else? Father, you see the hands that have gone up this morning. We ask you, God, to touch their lives, Father. Just by raising their hand, they are showing an act of faith that you're going to answer their prayer. We praise you, Jesus. Those that raise their hands, if you would like to come and pray, we're right here. We'd love for you to come up now and pray with us. We'll pray with you. People will surround you. Be bold enough to step out. Amen. Amen. Come now. Yes, come now. Amen.
Can I get some ladies up here to pray with these two ladies? Come out now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is the move we need to move God. Oh, we praise you, Jesus. We need a move, God. This is a move, God. This is a move. We commit our lives to you, our whole heart to you, God. We commit our whole heart to you, God. Sold out to you, Jesus.
Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. Yeah, 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 yeah. Grab somebody's hand next to you while we're praying for these up here and pray for that person next to you, wherever you're at in the sanctuary. Holy Ghost. Oh, we praise you, Father. We praise you, Father. We praise you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Lord, we just love you. We praise you, Father. We praise you, God. Lord, we love you. We love you. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Yes. Come on. Come on. Call it in. Come on. Jesus.
Praise God. Johnny says, God has been good to me. Now, let me tell you something. The challenges he's facing, and as the more he praises God like he's praising this morning, God has strengthened his body. And if he can sit here and say, God has been good to me, why can't can we? Can we? God has been good to me. Amen. Johnny is a blessing. Every time I see him worship and every time I see him walk these aisles, it's like saying sick him to the dog. I mean, I love it. I love it. Amen. I love you too, buddy. Amen. All right. We're going to be. God has done some great things here this morning. Thank you for being here today. Grab somebody's hand next to you as we get ready to dismiss. Brother Randall, would you come up and dismiss us today? Yes. Yes. What's his name? James Young. Porky. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Porky. I got to tell you this little story, then we'll pray over him. There was a guy came to the church office and said, I want to see the head pig in the trough. And the secretary got really upset and said, well, if you're talking about our pastor, that's very disrespectful. We won't have that. He said, well, I was going to give a $10,000 offering today. She said, hey, Porky, come here. <laughs> Reach your hand this way as we pray for Porky, his nickname. Father, right now we pray for this James Young, Father. We ask you, Jesus, to touch him. You, you know what's going on with his liver, God, with all the things, with the, with the infections in his body. Father, we come against that in Jesus' name. When this, heat, this cloth touches his body, Father, God, he's going to feel the, your virtue, the healing virtue go through his body. And we believe that in Jesus' name. You are a healer. We trust you, God. We give him to you right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, also, don't forget, uh, Saturday will be a memorial service here at 4 o'clock for Angie's stepdad uh, and uh, Tabby's grandfather. Huh? Angie Robertson, the one that takes care of her nursery back there. Angie, not not that Angie, I'm sorry. Angie Robertson. 
And uh, so that's at 4 o'clock this coming Saturday. Friday night, I'll be preaching at Walnut Grove in Dawson. Saturday night, Brother Sammy will be preaching in Walnut Grove in Dawson. We're looking for a great time there. Love to see as many of our church people there as possible. We had a great turnout at Union Temple. I was really pleased with that and a great service, too. It was awesome. Amen. Praise God. Well, Brother Randall, where are you at? Right here. Our Heavenly Father, we'd just like to thank you for being able to feel your presence this morning, dear Lord. Uh, we'd like to thank you again for being so obedient so that we're not condemned to hell, that we have the opportunity to have our name written in the book of life. Uh, we just ask that you continue to watch over each and every one of us, and we ask that you have your will with the prayer request we've had today, dear Lord. And we just thank you so much. And that you were so obedient for us when we fall so short of your glory. And we just ask that you continue to watch us, and we ask this in Jesus' name.